Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome back, Zoltana. To the lucky die. Previously, Sultana decides Chatfok is where her journey to godhood will begin. During her trial for godhood, Sultana had a list of requirements to fulfill before she could ascend to a higher level. One such requirement was to get people to believe in her. But Chatfok also holds a lot of history that she will have to face down before she can move on. What old faces will greet her? Is Chatfok even receptive to a new god? And how far along has the statue progressed? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Die. is fairly well you get a decent night's sleep when you get up in the morning you get woken up very rudely very brashly by Demi who basically quickly frog marches you into being ready to leave grabs your wrist and teleports you to Chatvok you find yourself standing on the edge of one of the canals Chatvok is a mostly underwater place it's you know built up on stilts Venice and you're pretty much there Looks better than when you last left it. There aren't any undead lying on the ground anymore. <laughs> there aren't people looking about hungrily trying to find stuff or fight off or, you know, being covered in blood. The place looks much better. The water is much, much, much clearer than the dark murkiness that was there before. Demi looks at you and she kind of gives you like a really big hug and she says, Okay, good luck. I will see you back here in four ish days. Like right here on this spot. Okay. Good luck. Good luck. You've got this. You've got this. And she kind of does your finger guns back at you. And then you see her disappear as if like she's been pulled into a pinpoint somewhere on her chest. You are here in Chatvok. It's first thing in the morning. Uh, It's first thing in the morning. Where did we stay last time we were in Chatvok? We stayed at the Witches Society, right? No. <laughs> uh, the last time you were in chat for you guys were here for like a day, I think. Uh. And then you proceeded to go to the lost city of Draneth. And then when you came back, you guys stayed in the first abandoned building that you could get into. <laughs> Are there abandoned buildings still or does it like how does chat well, look? Describe what chat looks. Chat looks nice. 
The buildings that were broken or destroyed by the undead horde that came to attack. The broken windows have been fixed, doors torn asunder, replaced with uh, with with something fresh, sturdier looking things. The streets are cleaned. The kind of the smell and the rot of the dead, which was very prevalent here when you were leaving, is gone. Um, it's been a fair few days. I'm going to say I'm going to guess thirty without looking at my timeline. It looks much cleaner. It looks much better. Um, people are beginning to get up and like move their carts around, um, making their way towards the marketplace. You can see off in the distance. You can see that the harbour. Um, you can see a ship is leaving. Um, yeah, things look busy and productive. The temple up on top of the hill where you closed the portal last. Um, the windows that were broken in from when they they attempted to bust down the door and make their way through. Um, that's busy with activity even this early um yeah it looks good okay um cool so i feel like the first thing i'm gonna do is like i don't want to start off with like gathering people into a speech i feel like that's a bad (laughs) way to start off a morning no one no one wants to hear you proselytize to them before they've had their breakfast and their coffee (laughs) Well, that's advantage later on. Props, <laughs> right? Right. I, I, yeah. I think yeah, about things. I'm with you there. Zoltana's <laughs> not as stupid as everyone balance thinks she is. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, uh huh. She has a fair amount of intellect. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm smart. <laughs> I'm smart um, with my you fists. You don't see. Uh, you don't see any signs of any of the. Uh, you do, like when you were here before, you were very aware of the presence of double ones, uh, but that was, of course, a city or a town in crisis. Um, you see, like maybe one or two as you're kind of just gazing around, looking at people passing, people you would recognise, people who are obviously sporting the double one uh, tattoo. Um, but for the most part, their presence has diminished a massive amount. Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think if I can think of anything else. Uh, oh, uh, the area where uh, Balance, Sultana, and Ral, uh, where Balance did his big speech, you can see there's a hive of activity going on over there. Um, and you can see the marketplace is beginning to bustle. Um, there are lots of uh, young people there kind of like setting up stalls of food for, you know, protection, weapons, uh, you know, all the good stuff. Um, there is a hive of activity going on. I'm going to, the first thing I'm going to do then is get breakfast. Okay. You wander towards the marketplace. Um, the smell of freshly baked bread is is it's heavy in there, even you know, as well as like sweet treats and like pastries and all this good stuff. Um, yeah, it's very easy just to meander around and to get breakfast. But you find as you join the crowd that every now and then, like out the corner of your eye, you see someone lift a hand, looking in your direction, and whisper to the person nearby. Um, and it's not long after you've brought your what kind of breakfast do you want <laughs> uh something with bacon in it okay perfect you you have there's a there's like a nice like bacon butty so there's like a soft roll with like bacon in it and there's butter melting one over it and it's it's beautiful um after you've brought this it becomes very obvious that some people are beginning to recognize you you know 
unlike when you were here last when you had your long fishtail braids, that's gone now. Your beard is hearty for a dwarf. It's getting there. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's almost like one you should be proud of. It's getting there. Um, but even so, some people have begun to recognise you. Um, and it's long, not long before a young human woman um, who recognises the woman you brought the adventuring kits off, that you brought the rope off the first time that you were here. She kind of comes running across to you um, and she has like a big smile on her face and she kind of looks at you warily a little bit and says, you're, you're Zoltana, right? Yeah, that's me, Zoltana. Um... We didn't expect you back. I'm I'm so sorry. Um, we should have welcomed you. Uh, uh, please, uh, 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 come. Um, is there anything you need? Anything that you you want? The the town is. Uh, I am sure many people here would be happy just to give you whatever you need. Um, and you realise that a, a group of people have begun to kind of like centre around you as they kind of realise that you were one of the people who helped save them. Um. And you hear a young boy like next to you, this young kind of like halfling boy, and he looks up at you and says, Are, are you Anna? You saved us. Yeah. Where's tall elf? And and tall scary not scary dragon man. Yeah, no, he's not scary. He's he's like a, a puppy. <laughs> where where are they where are they now? Have they come back too? To save us again, to help us. No, it's just it's just me. Do you guys need help? He kind of like looks down and and like you can see like his halfling mum just kind of like puts a hand on his shoulder and she looks at you kind of nervously and and the mum says, "No, I I don't think so. He just he's enamored with all these tales of bravery and adventure. I, I don't know how we can begin to thank you. Uh, do you, have you seen? Are you aware that you've?" We've built a statue for you. Wait, what? Um, uh, come with us. And she kind of like smiles. Um, and kind of like uh, the crowd kind of like parts a little bit to allow her to walk through. And the kid like running off excitedly, grabbing a bunch of other kids who would just seem to be excitedly running ahead and like pulling wooden sticks and fighting each other. Like they're in a very jovial mood. Wait, did I know she- that there was a statue? Did Demi say that? I believe so, yeah. Uh, I think Zoltana just is continuously astounded <laughs> that anyone would want a statue of her. <laughs> um, the the woman and her son and her son's kids and, you know, so her son's uh, friends and all the other kind of like... Uh, an, an interested crowd begins to like come around as uh, as this woman leads you through the town. Uh-huh. And she takes you to the place where there were just big boxes um, where you stood next to Balance and Balance did his big speech. You can see that... These boxes have been replaced. There are now a couple of very large stones that have begun to be chipped away, that come, have begun to be carved. And you can see the top is a very, very rough shape of a tall man, which you would assume to be balance, a somewhat shorter, squatter, more muscly kind of shape which you would assume to be you and sitting on the edge of this kind of like stone that has been chipped away you can see this large blob this large mass of a creature with a tail that is sitting on the edge of this large stone square which is underneath the underneath you all that's um 
you're you're safe that talent. So we kind of gotta we wanted to memorize that and yeah. Uh, please don't think it's silly. We just no. It it's not silly. It's it's sweet. It's it's really nice of you guys. Do do you have one for Honorino too? Or yeah, we uh, we've got one a bit further along where he he united the town to let us know that we didn't have to leave if we didn't want to, and that. The double ones had us that they had food and medicines and armor and weapons. And not everybody agrees with him, but he did his part to save us and he was up there with you to the defend the defend against the portal. So yeah, do you do you want to see it? No. No, I don't. <laughs> uh oh, okay. She's gonna she's gonna get like get up onto the statue to like take a closer look at the Zoltana blob, I guess. <laughs> it's it's literally just a blob. Uh, it's very much the like they've just knocked out most of like the void. Uh the stuff that wouldn't the negative space that wouldn't be used. They've knocked most of that out already. Um and they're just beginning to do some of the finer details. Um you can see some very like rough sketches on um or some scrolls in a nearby box, which kind of have different, different artistic interpretations of the three of you. Um, you can see that they're beginning to like uh, carve in the shape of your braid. Um, they're about to, you know, kind of like uh, the shape of the, like your armor. They're doing very similar things with balance. Like you also see that he has a slight um, along the forehead of the the balance model. Like they're beginning to carve out um, his intricate tattoo on his forehead. Um, They've just left Rouse as a big blob of they don't really know what they're doing with a dragonborn yet. It's <laughs> not something anyone's ever carved before. Um, so you can see that there's lots of like methods and stuff written down nearby. Um, it's a lot too early for them to be working on it right now. But yeah, you can see there's progress being had. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... I'm just up there. Is there, this would be a really good place to have my speech. Is there like a decent amount of people around or? Um, let's, let's, I'm going to roll a D100. Fuck it. So (laughs) for each of your, each of your speech giving, um, I'm going to, things will be rolled. And depending on how well you do with your check will be depending on how much of the, People you speak to are swayed. Some of them you're never going to be able to sway because they're already devoted to other things or they just prefer honorino, like that kind of thing. Um, but you'll come across like similar things throughout your travels. I'm not going to lie. I have so much anxiety about this because even though these are not real people, I'm like, oh God, <laughs> I'm about to like talk about following me as a god to a bunch of people. And like, I am uncomfortable with that, Casey. <laughs> I've, I've made my bed and I have to lie in it, but God, did I not realize how uncomfortable I would be until like this morning when I was like, oh yeah, I got to work on like what I'm going to say. And then I was like, oh God, I have to say things and people have yeah. to listen to me and want to believe in me as a God. Oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> I I believe in you. Um, I think you very much have this. 
so there's there's a small crowd of people. Like you're maybe looking at like the other side of sixty four, sixty five was what I rolled. Um, there's there's a small crowd. I mean, there's a there's a couple of kids here, obviously, but there's a lot of uh, like older halflings and older humans that have come to have have heard that you're here, and many of them are kind of like around and. Some of them are just randomly shouting, "Thanks, Sultana, you saved us! Great work, lass!" Um, like you hear a lot of that randomly as some people are passing. Um, some people are just coming to watch the spectacle that is a savior of their town walking amongst them. Um, yeah, let's say this is a, this is about a crowd of sixty-ish. There is literally no non-awkward way to start a a speech <laughs> where I'm like, "Hey, I'm a god now. Follow me." <laughs> <laughs> I am so uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, um, okay. We can go. We can do this like this. When you like, there is going to be a much, much bigger crowd later on. Okay. Like this is your first attempt. So if you want to bullet point this one, and we'll get it down to a roll, and then when we have the bigger crowd, then we'll go for the full-on speech. Okay. And that will reverberate across the world. Yes, sounds good. The bullet points right. of the speech are. Hi, I saved your town. Uh, I'm a god, sort of. I need followers. Uh, bloody vengeance. And then I'm going to talk about how, like, in the world that we have now with all the, uh, you know, whatever the fuck they're called, like the Valkyries and shit walking around and, like, with the portal opening yeah. that we had to, you know, destroy and close and stuff <laughs> like that. This is a time for anger. This is a time for this is a time for being ready to revenge yourself on the world for trying to destroy us because like the world may be collapsing and trying to kill us all but we are people and we stand tall and we need to like save the world. Hey world, fuck you. I'm not dying. Go eat my <laughs> go eat suck on a fucking dick. Okay. Bloody vengeance. That's uh, that's 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 a perfect uh, that's a perfect like bullet point presentation like you would see up on a PowerPoint of follows Sultana. <laughs> Thank you. I did I did it for a PowerPoint party. There's just there's just pictures of like the anger guy from from uh, that Disney movie where everybody's emotions like everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know which one you're on about. Okay. Um. In that case, can you roll a either a persuasion or a religion check with advantage? Because I think that was perfect. Like. That was good. That was solid. <laughs> okay, I got. Like, I do have a speech planned for later. I just I don't know how to bullet. That's, it's okay. Like we'll we'll have it set up a lot easier than standing up on a on a on this little box with some kids and some adults hanging around. Oh, like, dirty twenty. Oh, a dirty twenty. Okay, dirty twenty. I have some maths written down, um, <laughs> which tell me how much of the things you get. <laughs> All right, you've swayed 40 of them. Woo, that's that's so, a decent amount of people. Yeah, uh, it was a dirty 20, so uh, we allow this. Um, in in roll 20, there should be a handout called Followers. Mm-hmm. It should be literally underneath your character sheet. I see it. If you click on that, uh-huh. you can edit that and you can add the numbers to it. So 43 out of 1,000. Yes. <laughs> I'm getting there. We're getting there. It's it's a solid start. Um, yeah, so, 
Yeah. Like some of them just like applaud and some of them are like cheering. Some of them begin to like chant your name like Sultana, Sultana. Like it goes on and on. Like the crowd kind of brings more people in and some of those were, were, were swayed to following the, the path of, yeah, fuck you world. Um, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> it's all odd. Get the fuck out. Um, yeah. You have swayed a fair portion of these people. Um, good start. I'm sure up in the the sky and the the world where all the gods live that I know I know the name of but I can't think of it. <laughs> I'm sure up in up up where the gods are the uh goddess of paperwork is like looking down listening just being real annoyed like excuse me she she bullet pointed this. No, oh, she, no. <laughs> no she's like she's like you're sworn to protect the world why are you telling it to go fuck itself? Nope, it's perfectly fine. Like, there are other gods of, like, evil um, alignment, inverted commas, that we really have in here. Um, there are rule out about just doing darker, horribler things. Um, and telling the world that it's wrong is not bad. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's just different. <laughs> I was you can like, tell the wrong, world it's wrong and still protect it. Like, you know. I was thinking about that this morning when I was writing this, and I was like, I was like, I'm going to tell the world to go fuck itself, but also I promise to protect the world. So it's very possible that this speech is going to go horribly wrong and I'm about to be struck down and murdered by the gods for abandoning my post already. And then I'm going to have to roll a new character. But you know no, what? No. Whatever. It's fine. Let me put it like this. Like a child that you are in charge of um, may be a nuisance and you have to tell it like it's wrong. It doesn't mean that you won't kill for it. Like there's a, That's there's a thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So this goes off well. Um, you have people beginning to sway to your side. Um, it kind of begins to die down a little bit. People like kind of like return to their posts. Some of them are talking about how they'll they'll build something, and they've got to figure out exactly what they should be wearing, what kind of weapons they're now going to pick up, and like they swan off to do their certain things. Um, near to where you are, do you notice a double one that's kind of like? It's like glaring at you, just watching you, watching your movements. They're being obvious. They're not trying to hide that they're watching you, but they're not in your face about it either. Um, you can just see them like leaning against one of these kind of like uh, freshly reconstructed walls. Um, they're across across one of the little bridges. I'm going to hop off of my pedestal <laughs> and uh, walk over with a the purpose be like excuse me uh do i amuse you or uh no no amusement uh ah uh, i'm not sure i believe what you said but sure um no no uh it came to our attention that you were here so some of us are keeping an eye out for you that's all keeping an eye out how Making my, sure we know where you are. Oh, I see. Am I, uh, she, uh, <laughs> she puts a hand, uh, to one of the hand axes on her belt just because it's like mm -hmm. a little bit easier. And she's like, am I going to need to, uh, get out old faithful here or, uh, no, no, no fire and brimstone. No, that needed. Just keeping an eye on where you are, where you're going, making sure you're not interfering with double one business. We've got strict orders. Pass down all the way from the tap? Ah, pass down from Honorino, sure. 
Ah, is that motherfucker still around? Yeah, he's here. Oh, he is, is he? Oh, great. Where is he? I want to say hi. We're old friends. That's not the way he tells a story, no. Ah, he's doing me wrong then. We're buds from way, way back. Uh, I don't don't think so. We're just going to make sure that you and he don't have to meet. Mm, I don't think that that's what's going to happen. Where is he? Only a business. And he kind of like leans back against the wall and like looks at his nails and looks back at you. <sighs> she just, uh, <laughs> she takes one of her hand axes off and starts picking at her nails. I was like, you need some help with that, friend? <laughs> I've got, I've got, I've got blades if I need them. I don't need to be so uh, obvious about it. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm I'm just asking if you uh, need some help. You seem pretty interested in your fingers there. I'm just making sure I keep my hands clean, you know, like we're supposed to. Look, I don't exactly know what an arena is. I'm just passing back information. If he wants to meet you, he'll meet you. If he doesn't want to, he won't. That's his business. I'm just here to keep an eye on you. And he wanted you to let me know he was in town because he wants to torture me. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, not, not exactly that. Uh, I felt like I probably shouldn't hide that I was watching you since you claimed to be a future goddess. I thought that would be really bad on move on my behalf, so I'm just going to be honest about it. That's right. I'm going to condemn you to soul fire. I don't think that's uh an intimidate check. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't exactly know how soul fire works, so nor does he. <laughs> that was a ten. <laughs> so not. <laughs> well, that's uh, clearly going to be future me's problem, not today me's problem. <laughs> What's your name? I uh, don't know. Let me have a look. Wow, that's sad. You don't even know your name. This is what working for Rana Reno gets you. Uh, I've got it like tattooed on a list up my arm. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Nix Petros. All right, Nix Petros. I'm putting you on my list of soul fire victims. <laughs> Just like walk away. <laughs> uh, you can almost feel him shake his head. Um, thank you very much, Calrin. I know what you did and I love it. <laughs> you get the distinct feeling throughout your travels over the next few days that you're always going to be watched one way or another. Um, some people are very obvious about it, like Nix. Um, some people are less obvious about it, and you're not entirely sure, but you always get that distinct feeling. Um, where are you headed to? What are you planning on doing? Let's say it's like midway. It's about lunchtime on the first day. Uh, I feel like the things I mainly wanted to do were recruit people, find Honorino, and now I know he's here. <laughs> You can begin an intense search for him if you like. Oh like, boy, if, what if I finding like. Honorino is the thing, then yeah. Um, huh. You know where his former headquarters, where at least they were his headquarters when you were here last, um, when you walked in, and I think all of you started beating the snot out of him. Um, he had a place 
um, which was down by the docks. That's a place you could definitely go visit. Um, otherwise, you could probably look into some of the uh, the pubs that are still running or some of the more seedier places like where, um, yeah, like there are places to search. Where would you like to go first? Uh, I don't feel like... I feel like he, if he knows I'm in town, he's not just going to be, like, chilling at, like, a pub or something. <laughs> uh-huh. Especially considering last time he and I were, like, face-to-face, I threatened his, his wiener. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yep. <laughs> oh, Zoltana. You're so full of rage. I think was the phrase you threatened to uh, cut his balls off. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> um... The uh, the seedier places, I think. Okay, um, you begin having a look in the kind of seedier areas. Like you only really have one idea where that might be, which was where Demi was initially looking for where Squash was hiding when he didn't turn up the first time round. You know, because real life, he had to do shit. Um, you can head in that direction. Um, it's very easy to spot, even though the town has been cleaned up, even though it has been purged of the undead. There are still dicey places. Like, people still want to indulge in some aspects. Um, you come across... You come across a brothel. Ooh, this brothel ooh. has two floors. It's a bit further to the edge of town. Um, it's kind of more on the area where the hill goes up to the big temple. Um, so this brothel has two floors, but looking at it, you can also just kind of look at the way that it's built, that it's got like a third floor and it's underneath, so it has a, has a, a lower floor. Um you can see lots of people streaming in and out of all different types. You can hear from the outside the obvious sounds of uh, people being made happy uh, in a brothel. Um, yeah, it's um, it's exactly what you'd expect. Uh, I'm going to assume at this point that if I'm going into like the seedier parts of town, I'm going to like have like a hood on to be like less obvious. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll go with that. So you're not spotted so easily. Yeah. So I'm going to pull we'll, my. We'll say um, that's. We'll say that's good enough. Some people will suspect and continue the whispers and the points, but they won't approach you directly. Well, let's put it like that. I'm going to like, for for flavor, I'm just going to like kind of pull my head a little bit closer over my head as I duck <laughs> into the brothel. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be, you don't want to be seen. <laughs> I don't need people to see I'm entering a brothel. I feel like part of the legend of Zoltana is how much she loves her, her wife. And even though no, and people don't know her wife is dead again yet. So maybe like, um, excuse me, uh, Zoltana, I thought your entire storyline was that you were looking for your wife who was kidnapped. Um, <laughs> yeah, but now your wife is a god and you know exactly where she is. <laughs> and she knows exactly where I am and can smite me at yeah, any yeah. moment. <laughs> like a moment, like perhaps before you get to the brothel, you're like, Oda, please don't, please don't judge me. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like walking towards the brothel and I'm just like in my head, I'm like. Odette, if you can, if Odette, if you can hear this, I'm not going into the brothel to have sex. I'm going in there to to do a murder. Um, so <laughs> possibly a murder. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do when I find Honorino yet. Uh, okay, okay, that's that's beautiful. Um, you make your way into the brothel, having having hopefully assuaged the wrath of your of your wife. Um, 
The inside of the brothel is very well maintained, despite the shabby exterior. I mean, obviously some of it's been repaired, but despite the shabby exterior, the inside is very clean. It's very well looked after. There's like very like, like you know, there are some like decent reeds down. Um, and as you kind of look at the staircases going up and going down, um, looking into some of the side rooms that open for the barest of moments, and you see all manner of weirdnesses. Um, sorry, all manner of eclectic tastes going on. You don't see like a body mask or anything. Um, none of that. <laughs> um, you see lots of like uh, carpets and you know lots of luxury. Um, this place is very well looked after. There is a large, uh, a large woman, human woman, who is sitting behind the desk. Um, her hair is well maintained and it's up in a bun. Um, a couple of those like loose, uh, um, loose like strands over her face and that kind of like just woken up look. Um, she looks well off. She doesn't look like she partakes anymore, but she looks well off. Um, yeah, and she's sitting behind the desk and she sees you walk in. Um, immediately she clicks one of her fingers and a, a, a taller a taller human male comes by and bows low and offers to take your cloak and your weapons. My cloak and my weapons? Yeah. Oh, I fucking don't want to give them... Cal get pissed at me. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna refuse to give them my cloak, and I'll give them okay. my hand axes. Okay, you give them some of the stuff. Um, he bows low. Thank you. I shall put these in our safe area immediately, and he goes off to the back. And the woman uh, looks at you and she says, "Welcome to Roses." Welcome. What can we be doing for you? Um, it's not normal policy to allow you to keep your weapons. Uh, uh, it, so I'd prefer that you don't. I get that, but this sword will get pissed off at me if I hand him off to anybody. So you're going to have to be understanding. Well, we can make exceptions, but it does cost... I understand some people like certain things to be near them, but we don't know you, not yet. Uh, when we do, perhaps we'll waver the charge, but for now. So what are you looking for? We can't cater to absolutely everything right now because some people are still out there working the streets to make things a bit better, but we can do what we can. What are you looking for? I'm... Uh... I know that some places like this deal in information as well. I have the coin. I am looking for someone. Oh, you'd be one in that service. Oh, well, I guess you better come into the back room here then. And she kind of like um, steps aside and you can see that her kind of her, <laughs> her width uh, was hiding the fact that there was a door behind her. Um and she kind of opens up. And you can see that for, even from where you are standing on the other side of like the kind of like entrance bar area, um, that there is that there's just a couple of chairs in there. There's a desk. Um, it's very plush, well maintained. It looks very cozy. Okay, I will step into her lair. Uh, as you do, she kind of looks across and she says, "Ah, um, yes. If you wouldn't mind taking the desk, that would be 
Wonderful. Thank you. And she goes kind of like, um, you see the, the taller butlery man, like just very seamlessly step into her place um, and she walks in and closes the door behind her. She sits down opposite you in like the kind of the big, more comfy kind of looking chair. Um, you hear it groan a little bit. Um, she says, right, so what exactly are you looking for? I'm looking for a guy. Uh, on Arena. If though, oh, and her face immediately drops. Oh, that one. I know he's a hero I'm here. I'm not saying that I do know where he is, but I'm also not saying that I don't. I, I know that he's a hero here, and I know that. You might be worried that I am looking for him to injure him because I have a sword. Well, (laughs) you're not wrong. And he does pay me a pretty penny to make sure that he stays with all of his, you know, limbs intact, so to speak. Okay, um... I kind of figured that might be the case. <laughs> I I just want to talk to him and I can pay you. Well, if I just so happen to <clears throat> if I just so happen to accidentally tell you where I might want to take a drink later, then you could accidentally leave some coin on the table. I just want to know how much you might be accidentally leaving behind. That's a great question because balance is our purse. So I'm assuming I took some money, but I don't know how much we have. Let me have a look at how much is in his purse. (laughs) (laughs) How much of balance's money did I steal? Well, Uh, you know what? It's our money, so it's not stealing. I'm just reappropriating it for my purposes of cutting off Honorina's hand, maybe. I think I did rob him for a certain amount recently. Yeah, I did did rob it for a certain amount recently. How much do you have in your... Or do you literally have no gold written down? (laughs) Oh, I have... Zero gold pieces pieces and six silver pieces written down. You also have ten platinum pieces. That's not... (laughs) How, where did I get ten plat? Where did I get any of this you money? You shouldn't have any platinum pieces. <laughs> Maybe I put them there, and they're supposed to be gold pieces. I'm. I think that we both know I'm incredibly bad at character sheet. Oh boy. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking at the other things I have to see if there's anything that's maybe a good trade. Trade, yeah. Hold on. I mean, you could. Try and cash in on your status as a hero here. You could try and um, offer to do something for her. Uh, yeah, I mean, if gold is not an option. <laughs> uh, well, I have like a nice, I have like a, not the sh- my magic shield, but I have my original shield of tear. That I no yeah, longer right, yeah. have use or need for. And that must be worth... I mean, I gotta imagine there's like probably some gold inlay or something on that, so... Yeah, let me just have a quick look at how much, like, shields are. Because, uh... 
As usual, I don't have a book. <laughs> Fuck it. Okay. Um, you intimate like the gold shield, the the kind of like gold inlaid shield that you have. Um, and she kind of looks it over, raises an eyebrow, and like kind of has a, a quick glance over it, and she says, "Well, some of us." Don't mind having nice things instead of gold. And she kind of like reaches out and puts her hand on the shield and slides it towards her. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, this is sorry, it's just too genius not to take this. Um, And she says, well, if, if I was going to be taking a drink later, I would highly recommend that you go check out the cat's cradle. I might be interested in doing that. I hear he's been known to frequent that place, as have I on occasion, of course. Just uh, don't ruin my favorite bar. I, I'm not planning to ruin any bars tonight. Well, that sounds good to me. Now, is there anything you want of my fine establishment? Uh, nope. My wife would be real mad and she gets up. <laughs> She's like omniscient okay. now. Yeah, yeah. She, well, actually, I don't know if the D&D girls are completely omniscient. Well, that's, that's <sighs> what Zoltan is saying out loud. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a stretch to know that most of the girls can keep an eye on pretty much everything unless you go to extremes to make sure they don't. Um, okay, in that case, you are freely able to leave this t- this uh, brothel at any time. Um, I, I collect my my hand axes, my trusty trusty hand axes. <laughs> Uh, as soon as you leave, like the gentleman is standing there, they're on like a kind of like this big silver platter, and, and he holds them out and bows like low to you as you take them, um, and he kind of like marches off to go do the rest of his duties as the uh, madam takes her place um okay congratulations casey we were the first people to go to a brothel high five <laughs> yeah i feel like i feel like that's gonna happen again in like one of in a, like a backstory next time we do a backstory episode there's gonna be like mm-hmm. another thing of like zoltana going to a brothel to uh oh, wait, to get no, information you, you also went to uh it was the brothel where you killed uh Jaina, I think, or Jana. Oh, I think so, yeah. Zoltana just yeah. like frequents brothels because she's she's she, underworld. She knows that brothels are good <laughs> sources of information. They're good places. Yep. She know she knows her way around the criminal world. And um, also okay. probably while she was not while she thought her wife was dead, I'm sure she must she probably might have used their other services like at yes. least once. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she would have been like scorned for that. I mean Okay. Um already, already, already. Um Okay. Do you uh let's say it's like the later part of the day now, um, because you had to find a seedy place that you recognize as being a brothel and, you know, apologize to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh dad, I'm so sorry. Those are right, babe. Um baby, I told you to find to fall in love again. I didn't tell you to, you know, go to a fucking brothel. Well, that's not way you find love um okay you make your way towards the cat's cradle um you've seen this place a couple of times in your passing um it's not exactly a well-to-do bar but it's not 
the scummiest scum hole that we've ever invented on this. Um, it's it's pretty it's pretty low, but they do have rooms. Um, um, as you enter the bar, I assume you're not scoping anything out. You're just gonna head in there and just do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just gonna walk walk right in. Hood hood uh, hood still up because if his goons are around, I don't want them to be like, oh, she's waiting for you at the bar. Yeah. Um, okay. As you enter the bar, you notice a couple of the double ones that you've seen throughout the day, especially Nix. Um, he's off to like one side and drinking and you see him, he kind of like gives you half a nod and continues drinking. Um, what strikes you after you see Nix and look around? What strikes you is that this bar is almost exactly the same as the bar from when you did your trials. And as you saw, exactly as you ex- as you kind of didn't want to expect to see, sitting in a booth on his own is Honorino, exactly the way that you saw it when you did your trials. Lovely. Okay. Uh, I'm going to march over to the booth okay actually no i'm gonna first of all i'm gonna no i'm gonna march to the bar go to the bar i'm gonna order Mm -hmm. two ales two ales Mm -hmm. okay uh it's very easy the the ales are brought um as you attempt to pay your the 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 barkeep uh shakes her head at you and she says that it's not needed here she kind of like looks you square in the eyes and looks over at Honorino. It becomes obvious that this bar is filled with double ones. Oh, cool. I'm going to have to fight my way out. Excited. Okay. This is going to be good. <laughs> I'm going to walk over um, with the beers and I'm going to sit down across from Honorino and I'm going to slide an ale over to him and then take my hood off. He he reaches out for the ale, and uh, he he drinks it, puts it back down on the table. Not the whole thing; like he's not a complete swine. Um, drinks it, but puts the beer down. Yeah, that tastes all right. Here, you're looking for me. Let me ask you something. What do you think I want? I think you want to kill me for a little misunderstanding with the missus. You're not 100% wrong, but that's actually not what I'm here for today. Huh. What do you want? I'm here. I want some information. And I want to offer you a deal. He raises an eyebrow completely caught off guard. What, I'm uh, sure your friend Nix told you that I am... Sort of like a goddess in training now. He uh, he grabs the the mug and kind of like raises it, tips his head a little bit to you, and drinks. And he's like, "So I've heard. Congratulations." Yeah. So I gotta be fair and balanced about shit now. I can't just go murdering you willy nilly when you've done such good shit in this town. Of course, I get it. If you did, though, the good I've done doesn't negate the bad. The bad I've done doesn't negate the good, and I've done both to you. That's absolutely true. However, 
because you have saved this town and because you are a hero here, I am willing to offer you a deal that ends in me not murdering you. So I advise you to take the deal. I've not heard it. How can I take a deal I've not heard, Zeltana? And he kind of drinks and puts the beer back down. That is fair and true of you. I uh, slide him over my beer. <laughs> he looks down and he looks back at you. No, I think you should try some of that too, goddess or not. And he slides it back over. <laughs> I uh, kind of like shrug and, and take a swig. Ah, it's better. I don't trust the dwarf that don't drink. What's this deal then? The thing I want from you is information about Dravos. Because I need him on Arena. I assume to kill him? Oh yeah, obviously. I'm not going to like beg for his forgiveness and take his hand in marriage. Not marrying that. I don't blame you. No, I had, you know, I had the chance and I I was like, nah. <laughs> so you want information on Dravos? That's one side of the deal. What do I get out of it? The first thing you get out of it is that I'm not going to kill you. Solid start. The second thing you get out of it is I am going to let you stay in this town and I won't. Okay. So here's the thing. I had a vision about this happening. And in the vision, I took your hand. Because, just like you said, Honorino, the good shit you did doesn't fully negate the bad shit you did. And you did a lot of bad shit, especially to me. And I am the goddess of bloody vengeance. So I gotta, you know, you gotta expect a little bit of bloody vengeance from me. And, you know, a hand He slides his hands under the table. <laughs> But I'll tell you what, I'm feeling real fucking generous today. So part of my deal is I won't take your hand and you're going to, you, you're going to utilize this. And she sweep, does a sweeping gesture to all of the double ones mm-hmm. to help benefit the town and not to, and not to be a fucking douchebag. And then I won't come back and destroy your entire little operation because I will do that. Sultana, I've known you since you were a nipper, and I've been a criminal, a thief longer than that. Not gonna lie, a criminal is what I am. I don't know how to run straight game. I don't. Wouldn't want to anyway. Boring as fuck. I'll give you information on Travis. Tell you where he is. Tell you where I think he is. And you don't come back here. Maybe in public, maybe civil, and I go out of my way to make sure it never happens. You leave my town alone and I'll leave you well enough alone. I get it. I didn't know I could go straight either. You know, even when I was looking for you to ultimately dis- cause the in- entire destruction of your life. And I was going to savor it. I was going to enjoy every fucking minute of it on Arena. 
really don't have to harp on the details. I appreciate you not following through. He kind of like has half a smile on his face now. But what I'm trying to tell you, Honorino, is that just because you can't see yourself doing, you know, running it a little bit more straight than usual doesn't mean you can't do it. You, I saw you when we when we were fighting at the portal. I saw you organizing this town. I saw you being a fucking hero. And I fu- you you town. know me since I since I was little. And you know how much I fucking hate you, so you know how much I have to believe in that to fucking say it to your face. I appreciate it, but it's my town, Zaldana. What use am I if I can't take money from people if there aren't any people and it's Chadvok. It's my home. Yeah. I just did what everyone else would have done. No, you didn't, because not everyone else would have done that. That's a that's a hero move, man. You, you Don't tarnish me with that brush, Zeltana. Don't do it. And he looks like not exactly offended, but more kind of like he knows he did a good thing, but he doesn't want people to know because it'll ruin his reputation. You know this look of old. <laughs> you wanna know what the best thing for you to be is? That it, I and I again I really hate that I'm saying this. A politician. Because politicians are assholes. But they do good shit. So you could be like under the table and shit, but you could fucking be doing good shit for this town on on the fucking level. a persuasion (laughs) roll. This is too golden, but I can't just say yes. I I can feel, and there's the Zoltana in me, is feeling the like not wanting to say this, but needing to with every fucking fiber of her being. <laughs> so take like, a persuasion with advantage because I really want this to work. And I think it'd be hilarious, but he was has a good option. 30, 20. Good enough for me. He kind of like puts an elbow on the table and like strokes his chin a bit. He's like, yeah, politician, eh? Could make that work. I mean, yeah. Chuck is leader us now and the temple's gone. The witch's society hasn't been here for a while, and the lodge is big. Yeah, exactly. I don't think your mum would mind. Could work in her favor. I don't know Could if work you in can my favor. Yeah. Be a politician and still be part of a fucking gang, Honorino. But I think a politician is a better place for you because. And she like gets in, like she leans in, like she's saying a secret, and she's like, <laughs> "I don't think." That you have the heart to be a double one anymore. Look what you did in this town. And you he leans across the table and looks <laughs> square in the eyes like, Don't you fucking tell anyone. <laughs> I don't have to, honor Reno. You know how cutthroat this business is. They're going to figure it out. And they're going to do a lot worse to you than me cutting off your hand or something. You see him like looking around, like you two are like millimeters from each other's face right now. You can see some of the double ones around have their hands and their weapons, but looking confused because he doesn't look like he's about to attack you or vice versa. He kind of looks around and he's like, All right, all right, I'll leave you a message where he is and what to expect. You don't come to my town, we can make this work, Zoltana. I, I don't like the second part. How about I just don't kill you? Or injure you in any way, and I promise. Let's see. Eight years clemency from me, even thinking about hurting you, and then we'll revisit it. 
And I'm not going to not come back to Chatfuck, but I probably won't come back for a while. But, I mean, I want to see the statue when it's done, dude. Have you seen mine? It's great. I haven't yet. Uh, I really didn't want to look at your face. He looks down at his hand, and he kind of like... Let's do it. Oh, he's put. Oh, I didn't see what you did. Yeah, he put. He put his hand out to you. Okay, I I go out. I I shake his hand. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I know. I hate it. I hate it. I want to. There's. You can. You can see in Zoltana's eyes when she's shaking his hand that there's like he can probably see there's like a battle in her eyes of that she really wants to injure him, but she's trying to be the most fair she can be and do the best she can for this the city yeah, and. Yeah. Unfortunately, yep. this fucking asshole might be the best that she can do for the city <laughs> right now. Um, as as you kind of like, as you two like, you know, spit and shake, um, you you kind of, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna walk through this bit because this is a bit I kind of wanted to give you, and we didn't fight, so I couldn't just give it to you in game. Um, as you two look up, you see a lot of the double ones talking to each other and like one of them looking like suspiciously annoyed. Um, and it doesn't take long for them to be basically kind of shooing you out of the pub. Um, you haven't been told where your information will be left, but you do know Honorino is good to his word when he actually gives you his word. Oh man, I, um, wanted, to, I wanted to suggest to him also that that the double ones here are probably more loyal to him than to my mother, and they could just stop being double ones and be his his guard. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, that's something like these double ones are. They're chat voc, like for like first and foremost. Like it's just how it is here, I guess. Um, yeah, you're kind of almost kind of booted out on your butt. Um, yeah, uh, but you do hear the door open behind you once again and close quickly and you see this barrel of ale just like rolling to a stop next to you. It's full. Like <laughs> they've kicked you out of beer. <laughs> That's the dwarven way. It's the dwarven way. <laughs> I, I'm gonna heft that fucker over my shoulder and go find somewhere to sleep. Okay. In the nice um, in the nice part of town and I'm gonna use my hero status so I don't have to pay for it. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, there's, you know, there's there's kind of like a nice-ish place where you can, like, put your head down. Um, they let you sleep there, eat there for free. Uh, you bring your own beer, so it's even better. Um, in the morning, you find that there is, there's two kind of weird things that strike you when you wake up in the morning. One, it's not that much of a hangover. Nice. And secondly, there's a note. There is a sealed letter um, you've known him a while. You recognize Honorino's writing. It just has Sultana written on the front. And you would assume it's instructions as to what to do next, where to find Dravos. But you also notice as you open your eyes, kind of like sitting next to this letter on this little kind of like side table, there is a dog. It's not your dog. It's not your wolf, should I say. It's a dog. They have kind of like tan fur with black uh, black spotches. Um, and they also have like a streak of white that starts at their nose and goes all the way along to their tail. Hello, who are you? It just woofs and runs around excitedly in a circle. Um, I'm like open the door and be like, hello, did, did somebody lose a dog? <laughs> there is not much of a response in the ones that you do just look up at you and like shake their head and one of them says 
dogs ain't allowed here. Like, it's not a dog-friendly establishment. Have you got a dog in there? I woke up and there was a dog in here. I thought somebody lost their dog. Uh, as you say that, Lee, uh, the dog kind of like bounds past you into the corridor and you see the one person who responded to you, this kind of like uh, elderly looking dwarf man. And he's like, oh, yes, yeah, Trevor's dog. All right, enough said. And they go back into their room. Wait, Trevor? Yeah, Trevor. He kind of like pops his head back out as you realize you were talking to him. <laughs> Just to clarify, that was the name of the the psychic dude, right? Uh, that was the name of Titus's friend, the one that kept trying to put clothing on him. Right, yes, okay. Titus was the psychic dude. Okay. The the prophecy guy. Okay. Oh, is he here? Yeah, like Trevor's up the old uh, up the old temple. Oh my god. Okay, I'm going to put on, you know, uh, <laughs> my armor and everything I need to be a person and I'm going to like go to the temple. As, as as you do this every time you go to like reach for something new, like the dog that has arrived just like has it in, in their mouth already and they're just kind of like wiggling it at you. Uh, like take it, take it. Like they're trying to get you ready to go. <laughs> Jeez, okay, don't rush me. God. Um, as you kind of like begin to leave, you see the dog just take off at absolute speed and go straight up to where the uh, the big old temple is. I'm following it. I'm chasing after a dog. <laughs> uh, when it occasionally like streaks ahead of you, you see it disappear into a bush. Um, and as you kind of like catch up to where it was, you see it like bound out behind you as if it was waiting. This dog is exceptionally playful. Um, and as you get to the temple itself, um, they just go off barking their little head off. Um, this is a big dog, not a little one. It's just barking their head off. Um, and they come back not a moment later with... Trevor the gnome. Uh, Trevor is wearing uh, a kind of like a dark brownish jacket that goes all the way to the floor. Um, they have a big wide brimmed hat that's kind of like kind of like greeny sandy colour, um, kind of a bit khaki. Uh, they have sandy coloured, uh, a sand coloured shirt on and they have like really big baggy shorts. If we take a step back into the real world, they look like a gnome version of Indiana Jones. Nice. Um, Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, you see Trevor, and he also on his uh, on his jacket and on his uh, on his shirt. You can see that there has been embroidered a symbol, which is a book with a couple of pages that look like they're being added to the book. Mm. Okay. Um, he throws his arms wide open, and he says, "Welcome back to Chatbark." Hey, Trevor! Oh my god, it's so good to see you again. How are you? Um, well, uh, I saw my best friend become a god. I went to Bellum, and that was really scary. <laughs> that was not my finest day. Um, and then when I came back, um, I guess I'm the first cleric of Titus. Oh, is he Titus like, a- looks concerned. <laughs> <laughs> is Titus a god now? Yeah, yeah, he's he's the god of history now. Oh, that's awesome! And he kind of points at, he points at the book that's on his chest. Yeah. I'm a god too, or, or like I'm on my path to godhood. Oh, every, every god's path is apparently really different from each other. So, um, congratulations! I, I can't. I am. I'm supporting. And he points at the chest again. <laughs> no, I get. I get it. If I wasn't, my wife is also on her path, or she is a god now. So, like, I <gasps> nice. 
Yeah. I'd be supporting her if it wasn't for the fact that I kind of have to be a god too. But I'm the god of bloody vengeance. So that that's something. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. <laughs> Looks terrified. <laughs> um, so, um... Do you want to come and see inside? It's it's different now. Yeah, I'd love to. I guess I, I was hoping I'd get to see Titus while I was here, but I guess he must be in Bellum. No, Titus. Um, we made it out of Bellum. His mom uh, helped him become a goddess, god person. Um, no, he's he's on the Sentinel plane now, and I got teleported back here because I didn't want to stay on top of the mountain or in the scary place called Bellum. I don't want to do that anymore. Um, so, yeah, he's up there and I'm down here making, well, um, the temple's dedicated to my friend, I guess. I'm sorry, where were we? Um, you guys have, like, walked into the temple itself now. You can see there's a lot of people doing a lot of restoration work. Um, so they're uh, making sure that the old statues are kind of being returned to, like, their former glory. You see a lot of the pews that were broken, the area where Raoul kind of, like, challenged all the undead to come beat the snot out of him. You can see these areas have been looked after and repaired. Um, there's a lot of work going on. But what you notice is that you don't actually see any signs of... Um, of Titus's religion being born around here, but you see them restoring everything that was Savaras. Hey, um, are they? Is this supposed to be a temple of of Titus now? Because it cer- certainly still looks like it's Savaras. Well, being that that Titus is a. Uh is a god of history. He wanted to preserve everything that was and like the history will be passed down in some libraries and from person to person. And we just go around rediscovering the history, I guess I should say. So we're just going to return this back to how it was and just have a couple of people here to help run it and just remind people of what, what we lost and everything that happened. And then there'll be a couple of other temples built specifically for him. But Titus felt that this would be the better place. Although, better views, although Titus did also want everyone to be completely naked, but I refuse. I, I can't do that. Of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's cool, though, that he's helping close the gaps. Um, hope he's doing yep. well up in the Sentinel plane. Uh, he speaks for me to time to time. He says that things are looking a little scary up there, but it's a lot better than it was. Like, there are a fair few holes in the web now, but now that he's patched one and that your lady wife has patched one and that you guys closed the portal here, kind of half patched a little bit here. Um, but there are a couple of other, there's another portal that got patched recently and that's going to be that's doing much better. But he says that he can see the blissful eclipse now and then that's really scary. I saw that too when I was up there, right? Yes, you did, yeah. Yeah, well, it was scary. <laughs> It was pretty grim. <laughs> I I get like a haunted look on my face. <laughs> I saw it too when I was up there. Yeah, he puts her hand out and like reaches up to like your kind of like elbow or top of your shoulder. Is there anything we can do to help other than, you know, keep supporting the gods that are there and trying to help people? Maybe there's something that I could remember for you. Um 
not really a fighter. And he kind of looks at his weedy frame. Oh, that's not my thing. Uh, <laughs> what could he remember for me? I can't, I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think of something later, then I can help you then. Yes. I mean, you know where I am. Well, I'm going to be here, but then I'm going to be heading off to the lost city of Janath because it's not actually lost anymore because you found it. And yeah, so we're going to go there and make that easier to get hold of. Um, yeah. I mean, that's my next mission, really, other than trying to help the world not die. Yeah, that's that's an important thing to do because the world is... Yeah. It's You're... important. Oh, did... did... Did um did Titus have to like amass a certain amount of followers or anything? Um not really. Titus knew the history of the world. Um and they thought that that basically meant he should be the god of history cuz he he literally remembers every single thing in history and everything that could have been from Severus's point of view. Um he was just the embodiment of his thing just already. And a couple of the gods signed the thing because I think they felt bad that they accidentally let Severus die when Severus warned them. That's fair. Yeah. They should feel bad. they felt like they owed him. I mean, they kind of did. He did warn them. And I mean, like, well, Trevor tried to warn everyone, but no, sorry. <laughs> Titus tried to warn everyone, but no one was really listening to him. I think it was the Naked Doom thing that did it. It's yeah, I it's definitely the naked thing. When I when I first saw him, I didn't want to listen to him either. Um Titus has been my friend since we were very little and I didn't want to listen to him. I didn't want to look at him naked. That's not my thing. No. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? What what is up with the naked thing? I think he just prefers to be naked. I think it's just comfy for him. I mean, to be fair, and he like looks down at his own gear. This is all kind of like hot and it chafes in places, and sometimes it gets really dirty. Whereas like you're just running around naked and you can feel the wind on your everything, and then like the grass in your toes. So I understand it, but it's not for me. Is it? Does he still do prophecies at all? Um. So the prophecies he had came from Severus. Uh, so I don't. It would only be ones that were um, are still possible when Severus died, and I think a lot of those are gone now. Is there a prophecy you're looking for? Because I know that there's a place that has a bunch of prophecies that are written down so far. I mean, I was kind of hoping he could tell me a little bit about some things, but uh, they're probably more far future than Savras was looking. I don't know. I'm I'm a well, little what bit... What are you trying to look for? Because um, maybe there's still something that I could ask to remember, um, but maybe I could just direct you to the prophecy place. I mean, I know there are some people who still do prophecies, but uh, I wouldn't rely on them very well right now. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm Honestly, I'm just worried about... Oh! Can you remember if this is, oh my God, okay. <laughs> Can you remember into the Dragonborn world or is it just stuff from here? 
There's a chance. I mean, um, I I just want to know everything. Rawl is getting so much sicker, and I'm really worried. And I I know that he's prepared to die, but he's trying to bring back his wife, and I I'd rather him not be dead. So I just want to see if there's a way to. He sacrificed something really important to help me, and I want to see if there's a way to cure him. Give, can you come back tomorrow? Um, I have to do some rituals and try and talk to Titus. I mean, he's very busy right now. There's a lot of people trying. I'm sure he'll listen to me. Um, can you come back tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, also, your dog's real cute. Yeah, I'm not so sure. <laughs> he looks at it as like the dog is like a little bit taller than him and is ecstatically running around the, the temple, just like irritating people or trying to help as they consider it. Um, I'm not really sure. It just kind of ended up on my doorstep and I don't really know how to get rid of him. If, uh, I mean, he, he tries his best. <laughs> I, I like I I already have a dog, but I guess I could take him if you don't want him. Oh no, I I, I think Titus has a plan. <laughs> <I hope. laughs> Poor Trevor is so put upon by his life. <laughs> Poor Trevor. <laughs> it's a slightly more cheerful version to Marv, the the robot. Um Okay. Um is there anything you want to do while you're waiting for Trevor to try and figure out what's going on? Um, no, I like my really big three things are like recruiting and seeing okay. Titus, who's I can't see because he's, uh, you know, in, in, in God, in um, God, in Godland. Um, I'll tell you now. what. Now would be a really good time to set up your speech. Like uh, you have like a whole day to get things going, get people together. Um, so I'll let you set up the easiest, most perfect situation. Um, we'll say that it happens because you have strings and honorino is kind of trying to help. Um, I want we'll him to be one of my worshippers so bad. So fucking bad. <laughs> because he you is honorino to worship you. I do. I want honorino to start being like, oh yeah, like I guess like I guess I'm like uh, I really believe in the concept of bloody vengeance, so I guess I have to follow Zoltana. He'll be a politician of bloody vengeance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I'll t- I'll tell you what. Like set up, set up set up the perfect position and if you hit uh my unspecified number, I will either add him to your sheet or I won't. Okay. Um Okay, uh, so yeah, set up whatever scene is the easiest that you think would work. I, I, uh, I guess I, I wanna, like, I feel like I don't know. I feel like I'd like to stand where Balance stood, so in front of the statue again. Yeah, yeah, and um, I'd like to, you know, kind of like say to like some people, like, oh, I'm, I'm like thinking about like, you know, uh, having like. Uh, I'm. I was thinking about giving a speech in front of the statue, and then like everybody kind of like starts whispering to their friends, like Zoltana, the hero, is is having a speech. 
We should all <laughs> yes, go and listen. One hundred percent cash in on that because the last speech from this spot was was okay. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, like uh, it, it was so much better than uh, mine's gonna be. I'll be real with you. It does it doesn't matter. Uh, a lot of people turn up. A lot of people turn up. The people that you converted this morning bring more people. In fact, they push them to the front. They've heard this speech. They've heard like the Cliff Notes version of this speech, and they want everyone else to feel the full impact. Um, you see some of the double ones that you saw in the bar earlier when you were discussing with Honorino. Some of them are here and you see, you know, a, a lot of like people that you vaguely recognize, some people that you saw in the fight. Um, you see a lot of people crammed into this. Um, you have the potential if you max out to get 400. There are 480 people here plus Honorino. <laughs> He's on the side. <laughs> He's like, I guess I'll come. I guess I'll say that. I can't uh, yeah. wait. He's, He's on the side. Um, so yeah, you have like the um, like the the canals are filled with boats with people in there. Um, there's a lot of people like sitting and huddling up together. Like all of the available floor space is filled. You can see that a lot of the houses that overlook this kind of area they're crammed with people in there. Um, there's a lot of people here to listen to what you have to say. Rumors about what you claim you are, which we know you are, but they only know as rumors. Um, they're all clamoured in to hear this. So the stage is set. Let's say like for dramatic set, like the, the sun is beginning to like come down. So at some point it's going to hit you at right angle and you're going to look beautiful. I'm going to summon uh, my doggy. Of course. To stand beside me and look real impressive. Uh, they do. They they stand. They kind of like, they started off like sitting on like the, the haunches and then they eventually just lay down and they just keep their head up so they look very regal. Hi. I'm Zoltana. You all know me. You all know what I do for a living. And some of you are here because you already believe in me and some of you are here because you've heard stories and some of you are here just because of my name and I'm here to tell you, yes, I have become a goddess of vengeance. And some of you are going to say, well, why would we want to follow vengeance? Why would we want to be like that all the time, so angry and, and so driven to hurt? But I'm here to tell you, it doesn't mean that. Vengeance is anger, yes, but it's righteous anger. And that's what we need right now. You, I'm not saying you have to be angry all the time, but right now is the perfect time to get pissed. The world is trying to kill us. The blissful eclipse is coming. The, there are Valkyries and Sandmen running amok in our streets. Well, maybe not necessarily in your streets, but I promise you, they're here and they will probably come here. There's, the world is breaking apart. I've seen it. I've seen the gods are dying. This is, it's really bad what's happening and the world wants us dead. It It's sending everything it possibly can after us to kill us. You all saw the portal. You all saw what happened there. That's just the beginning. I've seen some real shit you guys and I know that's not eloquent but that's the best way I can describe it I've seen 
some real shit happening. And it pisses me off because I'm a person. I deserve to live in this world. You're all people. You deserve to live in this world and it shouldn't be trying to destroy us. So yeah, I think it's time to get fucking pissed off at the world and fight back. I think it's time for some revenge on the universe trying to kill us. So get angry. Get real angry. I'm not saying go out there and become a mercenary and murder people. Although, you know, that's not necessarily a terrible choice at this juncture. But you gotta you gotta get pissed off to survive. You gotta feel in your bones that you want revenge on everything that is trying to destroy and kill you. Because that is how you are gonna survive this apocalypse. The sky is got the skies rain blood, rain blood right back on the sky. The world breaks apart, you break it right the fuck back apart then put it together, I guess. But get pissed off. And that's what I'm here about. And if you believe in me and you believe in bloody vengeance, I promise you, I am going to do my best to be every, every bit of anger that you have, every bit of being pissed off to survive, every bit of being pissed off at this world, being pissed off at the person who who murdered your best friend, being pissed off at the, I don't know, your landlord who charges you more for rent than you know that you should be paying. Every bit of anger you have, I will take and I will feel it 20 times as much. And I will, I, I will take that and I will fight for all of you. I will fight till the last drop of blood, the last breath, I will fight until the world is either either destroyed or restored for you guys. So, that's why you should believe in me. Because I believe in you. (laughs) You hear a tumultuous applause. You hear people yelling and shouting and screaming. You hear your name being charted slowly over and over and it just builds until you cannot hear anything but them shouting. Casey, that was amazing. (laughs) You take one inspiration. Thank you. (laughs) I'm not going to make you roll because holy fuck, that was great. (laughs) Thank you. But I am going to make you roll for Honorino. Okay, what do you you need me to roll? You can either roll persuasion or religion. I'm so much better at religion. Okay, go for it. That was a seven. I'm going to use my inspiration because I really want him. (laughs) 16. Okay, you can add 481 people to your list. Did I get on Reno? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to put him in my notable people. I'm really excited about (laughs) that. Okay. Um, 481? Hold on. Yeah, you you gained 481. Uh, So it should be 524? 500, yeah, 524, I think. Yay! I don't know, let me check. You're you're over halfway, my dude. You're over halfway. Yeah, I am. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I didn't realize, I didn't, okay. I was like really really nervous about that. You did really good. 
It was so good. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Did real good. Okay. Uh, the next day, there is much celebrating still. There are people busy at work converting buildings. They are questioning you. They are trying to find out the tenants. They're trying to find out how best to worship you, how best, what weapons to carry about, how to, um, you know, how to deal with themselves, how to be, what to wear, all the things that is important for like the the logistic side of a religion. They are basically hammering you from the moment you wake up until the moment you go to sleep. The tenants... During the course of the day. I'll, I'm going to yeah. write down the actual tenants of my religion, but like... The, the thing that you need to know right off the bat is, like, any weapon is a good weapon, but my preferred weapons are obviously dwarven-made. And uh, yes. the, the, <laughs> the vestments of my priests are just, like, midnight black and blood red. Fuck me, yes. <laughs> Definitely write all this down. <laughs> so we can somewhere, at some point, put this in somewhere. This is amazing. I wouldn't, I really, there's a part of me that desperately wants when you guys are wandering around at some point to come across someone wearing your vestments and you not knowing who the fuck they are. <laughs> that would be the best thing in the world. Um, okay. Basically the entire next day, like Trevor hasn't sent Woof for you, um, but you know that he's still busy working. Like someone sends you a message to let you know that he's still trying to figure something out. Your last day here. You again are woken up by Woof. Uh, sorry, you are again woken up by a, a, a dog with a white streak. Um, the dog comes and basically picks you up, takes you up to Trevor. Um, Trevor is in one of like the back rooms. Um, he's he has been spending some time with a scroll. He's been clearly writing out like bits and pieces. And as you come in, he says, "Um, you can sit down. Um, I." I spoke to Trevor, uh, Titus, um, and he said that there's a way of slowing it down, um, the the disease, um, but there's only one cure for it. But there's also other options that means he doesn't have to like die and go to Cicero or Bellum. Um, so he has options, but um, yeah. The the only uh, there's one way to cure him, and that means he has to go back to Damarius, and there's a dragon there that could give him his heart, and that would cure him. Do you know what what dragon? Yeah, um, his name is Wu Runwa. He's he's a a big black dragon who um. Oh. He's supposed to be the last of his race, but Titus told me there's at least one other dragon. But I don't think that one would help you. Okay. Jesus Christ. Um, so that dragon can cure Rel, but that would mean that um, that dragon has to die because he has to give him his heart. Or you could go find the other dragon that's deep in the earth dark. Um... They're a little white dragon, but they're really angry about everything and anything that comes near it tends to get, like, frozen solid. But, um, yeah, that one's not a good one. But there are ways of slowing it down so he can have more time. There's potions and tinctures that can help him with the pain and stuff, but, um, 
There is like one potion that can be made, but it's really difficult. And I wrote down all the ingredients down here and I wrote down how to perform it. Um, but it needs to be performed, um, I guess, really soon if he's really sick. Yeah, he is. Um, well, the world's going to be ending super soon, so I recommend he probably gets this done now. Um, but there's a couple of things. It's not like... Um, Titus says that you guys have made a bunch of webs of creation. It's not as like difficult as that, but it does require some herbs that aren't easily found. And okay. they're kind of expensive. Well, we've got a royal treasury, I think, so we should be okay. <laughs> you have lots of money now. He looks down at like his uh, his his clothes and looks back at you. Okay. No, uh, I mean I um, don't balance. You know, just was re- like basically reaccepted as as being the prince of the elves. So I think we could probably use his money. Oh, okay. I have literally like five gold pieces. Five, sorry, five. I, I have, like, literally five silver pieces, and that's, like, it. Well, I have it all written down here. This should help him. It should, like, make it easier for him every day, but it won't get rid of it. Okay. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um. So what is it? Um. There's a bunch of different herbs, and some of them are really expensive, and some of them have to be um picked under, like, uh, a waning moon. So okay. the moon as it is right now. Um, there's some yellow and white flowers that need to be picked. Um, and they're called something I can't pronounce because Folly can't know what a name of a herb is. <laughs> they're real bad at names. <laughs> what, what is it? <laughs> oh no. Uh, let's just say it's called a dandelion, but it has white bits on it as well. And they only bloom at night, so you have to pull them exactly the right time and you have to get pre-dawn dew um dew yeah pre-dawn okay. dew so before the sun comes up and melts all the dew off of the grass you have to collect some of that as well uh, they're fairly easy to get to some of them are expensive you know the the water bit um just because it's difficult sometimes but these should all be really doable you can probably get them over the next day or so and he hands over like the list. There's like seven or eight items on there. Okay. Um, it would be super easy for Sultana to go out and just get some of these, um, but it would probably like because some of them have to be collected at specific times of day, like the pre-dawn do. Um, the kind of like flowers that have to be picked under a waning moon. Uh, you're very lucky that the moon is in the right phase right now. <laughs> um, yeah, like some of them are like mud from mud uh, mud from a sandy beach, which is easy because you guys are on a harbour, like that kind of stuff. There's a whole random assortment, but this will take the rest of your day. I'm I'm gonna do that. Sultana really wants to help Rawl, so um, the effect of this. I'm gonna say also that you find someone in town that can just make this for you once you've collected everything you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, like it. It wouldn't cost you a lot because you're a hero of the town and everyone worships you now. Um, <laughs> this is helpful. It's, it's good, yes, it's good yes. to be God. Yes, sometimes it's good to be God. Um, yeah, so I'm going to say that basically through manipulation and through like all the other things that you can do of just going out there and getting some of it, some of it includes you having to take a really long like horse ride and then back again to just get the thing and where it is. Um, this potion will double the length of time it takes before Rao goes through his phases. 
So currently at the end of every, every time he wakes up, he has to roll a D20. After a certain amount of times, it drops down to a D10. Then it will drop down to a D6. This doubles the amount of time that he has between each of those. So he's got less. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot harder for him to die in, let's say, the next like 40 days. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so you I have, have yeah, you have one dose of that. Um it's basically once he takes it, like, it doesn't matter how many he takes, it's not going to make it better. Like, this is a one-shot deal for him. Okay. Okay, you have that, and that's your, that's the last day of your vacation, I guess. Yeah, sorry, I was going to get something for balance, but I, uh, <laughs> too, his bad luck is that I'm not buying good him things. a, a uh, souvenir. <laughs> um, you do have and write down in your notes that you have the letter on um, Dravis's whereabouts and I will fill that in for you when we come and meet up with everyone again okay in the very early morning of day 69 which was four days after you left um, <laughs> 69 <laughs> you turn up you go to the place where you're supposed to be meeting Demi the potion has literally just been pressed into your hands um, because you had to collect the dew from like the pre-dawn and you had to wait for that to form so you guys are just waiting there with bottles and glasses ready to go everything was fortunate and just as like the last person leaves and wishes you good luck Demi and Squash appear Demi puts a hand on your shoulder and she smiles and before you can even say anything else you feel a familiar tug on the back of your navel and you're whisked onto the next location Hey everyone, it's Volley here. Oh, wasn't that an episode in a bit? I'm so proud of Casey. They were amazing. I know for them it was very awkward, but oh, did they knock it out of the park or what? All right, I just want to say a few things. Hopefully our new website will be up and all singing and all dancing and looking incredible. I'm very proud of it. Hopefully it'll be up by the time this episode goes out, but it might not be. So just keep keep clicking that old like theluckydie.com and uh, hopefully it will be up fairly soon. We want to say thank you to one of our newer patrons, Richard Wyatt. Thank you very much. We do appreciate everyone that helps us out in that way, and it's it's so good. And speaking of patrons, I need to say thank you to Kelrin for Nick's Petros. I see what you did there. I see what you did there, and I appreciate it. <laughs> um, we're about to hear an advert for The Last Refuge, which is a really cool D&D podcast that you should go check out. And other than that, oh, yes, the most important thing, if you're still hanging on, if you send us a message, a tweet, a picture, something on Discord, anything that says that Sultana is now your goddess, I will add one to her follow account. So there you go. There's some incentive to play with the goddess of bloody vengeance. All right. Um, see you around. Bye. Thank you. I wish we could use the people in our in our Discord chat who said that it would be my followers <laughs> as followers. Let me let me put it like this. Uh, if they come forward as a follower, I will add them to your ever-growing list. Currently, you only have three, which is Nymverna, uh, Benno, and Braxton. Well, listen. So you have three. We had two people in the Discord say that they'd follow Zoltana. So <laughs> okay. I have five. Here's what we'll say. If anyone comes out on Twitter, anyone comes to us on uh, Discord, <laughs> or any of those things that say they will follow Zoltana, I will add to add you to the count. We'll assume it's people in the world hearing about Zoltana and the Path of Bloody Vengeance. We'll, we'll do a mix of both. Um, okay, you so too let's... can follow me. Oh, God, that sounds so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> at child of Ge- oh wait <laughs> at child of Ginevra on Twitter <laughs> trying to get to six hundred sixty six yeah. followers. Neil, cut that. That's stupid. And this is dumb. This, this, this is not- all stupid. All right. <laughs>
So there's there's a small crowd of three Azamar and a Tiefling are sent to a strange new world on a divine mission. Trouble is, when they arrive, none of them can remember what the mission is, and only one of them has any interest in the god that sent them. Join Briathos, Bizdira, Kit, Flick, and DM Jazzy Hands as they play matchmaker with kobolds, assassinate Yuan-Ti political figures, and completely, if accidentally, disrupt the delicate equilibrium of the world they found themselves in. Reviewers call it a patchwork of beautiful storytelling, immersive roleplay, and a healthy sprinkling of humorous banter. The Last Refuge is a weekly D&D actual play podcast set in a completely original world. Check us out at dndlastrefuge.com. Happy gaming, y'all. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.